Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the most ridiculously formatted podcast in the world but it doesn't matter we are a work in progress as we have spoken about before over there which you can't see at the moment i'm building a nice studio and it's gonna look really good in the meantime we do the crappy green screen thing but that doesn't matter thank you to everyone watching on youtube right now thank you to everyone listening on the podcast i appreciate you very very much we're starting a little bit later today i was gonna start a little bit later anyway and then life got in the way because life will always go life and sometimes life goes life, whatever that means. I've just realized I need to click something on the screen to ensure that everything is okay. There we go. Boom, we can smack that. But what a crazy time. Look how big my face is in the, in, the, in the picture as well. It's just like, ah, Simon Miller is here, but that's all right. I know you want my face as close as possible. And this is why a lot of people probably listen on the audio feed because it makes more sense. So apologies that I did not do a podcast last week. I was away in the grand city of York, which hopefully you got notified about. And if not, well, now you know. Um, but look, you know, luckily the thing is, it's not like we vanished for six months <laughs> which has happened before and that is because we're on the road to wrestlemania I and mean, i haven't even chatted about the elimination chamber on this show we don't need to go back to that but i will just say that i thought it was tremendous i think sometimes when it comes to stories having a bit of sadness is okay there's nothing wrong with that i mean most of shakespeare's flipping stories end with and then the guy died and you're like oh great the guy died flipping fantastic so um, I can't wait to see what they do with Sami Zayn. I can't wait to see what they do with Cody Rhodes. I can't wait to see what they do with Roman Reigns. I think it's going to be awesome. And I think WrestleMania is um, going to be excellent. I really do. I did a video about it today at What Culture. Check out What Culture Wrestling. Of course, Ups and Downs is also up right now. If you want to see me just go crazy about uh, Monday Night Raw. But um, yeah, there's another video going up soon where I just basically wax lyrical about how amazing I think WrestleMania is going to be because I truly do. I think WrestleMania is going to be great and I can't wait to see it. If you are live in the chat right now and you'd like to talk to me or have a question answered, you can, of course, use the super chat that goes to support this podcast because I don't earn any money from it otherwise. And if not, let's get into the title. That right, is Vince McMahon booking WWE WrestleMania 39? This is the conversation that I keep seeing people having, mostly because, yes, it's now been confirmed. Unless something changes, we don't know that it is going to be Omos versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Now, you're going to be hugely surprised when I give you my answer. Drum roll. I don't care. <laughs> and the reason I don't care... Well, no, 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 no. I don't care at the moment. Now, of course, if all of a sudden this becomes a bit more obvious and a bit more transparent and we can see things going back to how they were, then yes, I will start to care. But right now, if to appease the powers that be, Triple H has to allow Vince McMahon to book one story for WrestleMania... Look, the Vince McMahon story is difficult, to say the least. Should he be involved? No, he shouldn't. We know why. I don't want to get off on that tangent. We've talked about it again over here on What Culture. We have got into it. But unfortunately, that's not how the world works. So looking at it purely from a wrestling fan entertainment perspective, if this is what we have to do in order for everything else to carry on, that's all right. Because who else is Brock Lesnar going to fight anyway, if we're being completely honest? I mean... You could do the Bobby Lashley match again. That would have been all right. I didn't massively enjoy the finish at Elimination Chamber because sometimes I think it's okay to have a winner and a loser. Um, you could have done the triple threat match between Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, and Bobby Lashley, which at one point, that's what I thought they were going to do. That was all right. It would have been all right, I should say. And look, if Brock Lesnar turns up at WrestleMania, throws Omos around and beats him, and they do some big men slapping man meet, I don't think I'm going to be too disappointed. I think I'll get over it. I think I'll get past it. And that'll be that. And then we'll move on to, to, to whatever the hell is next. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm not massively fussed. Uh, that's it. I mean, I don't... See, the other thing people said is they thought that the Chad... Not the Chad Gable, the Otis versus Johnny Gargano match may have been a Vince McMahon special just because it was a little bit silly and it was a little bit goofy. Now, let's just remove that from the portion of the evening. I like goofy wrestling. I have a t-shirt somewhere. Do I have it? Can I get it? Can I do a cheap plug? No, but I got this one. This counts too. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Simon Miller. Look, there you go. I like feeling warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So when Otis is trying to join the Maximum Male Models and Johnny Gargano is, um, is running around... <laughs> 
and we've got all, all, all this nonsense. I'm like, fine. Not, it, it, it's, I didn't have a problem with it whatsoever. Also, it was three minutes of television time. I ain't going to get mad at three minutes of television time. So do I think that Vince McMahon is booking WrestleMania? No. Do I think there could be a change also WrestleMania? Potentially. We just don't know. But at the moment, I'm not going to get bogged down on the negative when 95% of the card, as far as I'm concerned, is a Triple H production and could be one of the very best WrestleManias of all time, which we'll talk about in just one second. Shout out to my man Spaz Phoenix, who is always supporting the podcast. He has dropped a super chat. Anyone else like to drop a super chat, I'd appreciate it. And he said, after WrestleMania, he's got some plans. We split the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Roman leaves. Jay's goes to Raw. Jimmy mentors Solo. Sammy and KO defend the tag team titles. Rhea and Dom move to SmackDown. Priest fights with Jay over the US title. And Balor targets Cody. Right, let's go through this. Judgment Day and the Bloodline split up. I don't want the Judgment Day to split up. I just don't. I, I love them, honestly, with all my heart. And I treat them like my children. Uh, Roman leaving for a while. Yes, when he leaves the belt, I think Roman Reigns should go away for a while. I think that just makes sense for his character and everything else. Um, Jay goes to Raw and Jimmy mentors Solo. Well, I hope the Usos stay together because they're a terrific tag team and there's loads we can do with them, especially given the platform that we've recently given them. Sammy and Kayo defending the tag titles, absolutely. I think I've I'm, I'm still torn whether I want that tag team match against the Usos to be the main event of WrestleMania night one or whether it should be Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair. It depends on how the build goes, right? So I'm going to sit on the fence with that one. Uh, Rhea and Don move to SmackDown. I just want Judgment Day to stay together. There's no good reason to break them up. Especially if Finn Balor beats Edge at WrestleMania, which I actually may, uh, I may actually go in for. And Damian Priest fights with Jay over the US title. I like the idea of Jay Uso going on some kind of singles run and Montez Ford. But you can still keep the tag teams together. I think the New Day have proven that. And Finn Balor targets Cody. You could do that. I'd like the Gunther match as well. So, but there's some good ideas in there. And my man, Nock, also supporting in the super chat. Appreciate you, Nock. Uh, sorry, John the Gin, I should say. Just read the currency, not the name. I'm a moron. This is why nobody likes me. I'm happy you're back. And I'm happy you're back too, John. Question. How many of your comments can be summarized as you're clearly paid to shield for the companies you're biased against? <laughs> hand on heart. Oh, yeah. Hand on heart. Appreciate it. I mean, look, it happens all the time. Uh, according to the internet and my Twitter, cheap plug assignment of 316, I am paid by Tony Khan, I am paid by Vince McMahon, and when I was doing Impact, I was paid by Scott Dermore to say nice things. Now, as you are very kind people and you've joined me on my podcast, I'm happy to tell you that no one... Look, I, I'll, let, let's get super honest. Do I sometimes talk about wrestlers that I have mentioned on the show? Yes. They have reached out and they've all been very lovely and I feel honored that they want to have a chat with me. Have I ever heard from anyone that is a CEO or a booker about giving things an up or down? No. Has anyone ever offered me cash? No. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because this means nothing. Me going up or down. I love the fact people care. I do. And when someone gets super duper mad, that's the greatest thing ever because it means they're passionate about it. And that's what you want. It's John Cena syndrome. But it's never happened. It never will happen because I don't think they care. In the grand scheme of life, if you're running a wrestling company, why would you be bothered about what a crazy person on the internet thinks? I mean, if I've got some good ideas, great. I like, As we know, I like to put out a positive vibe. I watch wrestling to be entertained. I watch so much of it. I don't want to be bogged down. That doesn't seem uh, like a good idea. And there's plenty of other people that will give you that uh, direction too, or that opinion. And if you want to head to them, that's great. If you like my stuff, great. There's more than enough pie to go around. Um, but no, I've never chatted to anyone about which direction I should wag my finger. But it doesn't matter. That's why sometimes I wear that t-shirt on ups and downs that says I'm biased against that show you like, because that's all it is. And it's great. It's great that if I give something a down, more so than ups these days, because I rarely give downs, because that's what I want to do. Um, it's great that people actually care. Because if they didn't care, they, didn't, they wouldn't watch the show, so on and so forth. So what an awesome position to be in, right? I see it as a privilege. If somebody is going to take the time out of their day, even to write me a message going, Simon, I hate you, they still thought about me. And that makes me, I've lost the t-shirt, fell on the floor, warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So no, I don't believe that. I think Vincent Mann is probably having some kind of input because Triple H has mentioned that and maybe threw him a bone. Omos versus Brock Lesnar is his bone. The thing is, there's no other Brock Lesnar match I was desperately craving for this this year's WrestleMania, so I don't have to be fussed by it. It's not like, oh, I feel like I've missed out on this. I just don't. That's just not how I feel about it. So if you look through the rest of the card, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, definitely a Triple H match. Uh, even if it was uh, Vince McMahon that suggested Charlotte Flair won the title on that night, Rhea Ripley is a Triple H person. We know this. Bianca Belair versus Oscar, I totally believe is, um, is a similar thing. 
John Cena versus Austin Theory makes sense no matter who is putting the thing together. I think Austin Theory should go over. If you're going to push him, we should push him. And then all the stuff with the main event with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, when Vince McMahon started doing it, I'm pretty sure it was written down for a three-week thing. And here we are eight months later, and it's one of the best stories in all of professional wrestling. So when it comes to Raw in general, I didn't think this was actually the best Raw that I've seen in a while. I thought it was fun. But you know, there were certain things that, for me personally, didn't click, like the Brock Lesnar and MVP segment, mostly because while I'm fine with Brock Lesnar versus Omos, I'm not chomping at the bit for it. And that's when it becomes WWE or any wrestling promotion's job to sell me on it. Now, don't forget, they didn't sell me on it. That doesn't mean they didn't sell you on it. You may have thought that was the greatest thing ever. And if so, you always win. Never forget that. If you like something on the show, it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying, you win. Um, and what else? There was something I, I, I didn't... What was, the other thing oh yeah the, the Piper Niven <laughs> Candice Lorraine Nikki Cross stuff I mean I do think we probably need to give it more time to pan out but once again over my bald head right now it's not clicking with me I like the main event I saw everybody ragging on Lita which I didn't think was fair given that she is older than she used to be and you know as I said there's an ups and downs again cheap plug what culture wrestling subscribe I wrestle every single week. I'm very blessed to do that. I was down in UPW at the weekend being a massive heel. Check out my Instagram at Simon316 to watch me yelling at a kid. <laughs> it's the best time of my life. What a weird thing to say. And I know how hard wrestling is. So sometimes it just doesn't click, especially if you have just come back to the ring. But I did think it was a fun show. Like um, Becky Lynch and Lita winning the tag team championships hopefully means we can shine a spotlight on it again. Because the worst thing when it comes to those belts is that they just vanish. And they vanish all the time. So now, hopefully, because we put it on these two, and because I'm pretty sure they're going to be fighting Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, let's at least try and get them going, because I still don't think they're in the position they need to be. But Trish Stratus running out and doing all of that, that's like some kind of weird WWE 2K storyline, right? Or a Reddit booking, as I said on Ups and Downs too. So I thought it was fun. It wasn't the best match ever. I do feel slightly sorry for Dakota Kai and Io Sky, because I feel like they were booked into a corner. And given that I now probably think it's going to be Bailey versus Trish Stratus, and again, Becky and Lita versus uh, Shayna and Ronda, don't know where that leaves the rest of Damage Control. But hopefully they find something. Although there was another rumor this week that apparently, and this is a difficult one, Triple H doesn't want to do what Vince McMahon used to do, which is have a battle royal and get as many people on the show as possible, WrestleMania. He wants to book it like it was back in the day, when you put on the big matches and the ones that need to culminate there. And that's when having guys like Logan Paul become more problematic. Because if you've been on the road for a year and you don't get on WrestleMania, you're going to be upset. But from a fan's perspective and taking the personal side out of it, which I totally understand because I'd feel the same way. I prefer that. I prefer WrestleMania feeling like an end-of-series blow-off. I prefer WrestleMania only having important matches and not just going on forever. I was very lucky to go to WrestleMania 35, but my word, it was the longest show. By, eight, by hour number seven and a half, you're like, I don't want to watch any more wrestling. And it would be the same with football, Metallica, whatever else I like, Batman. At hour seven, I'm ready to go home and go to bed. So I don't want to fall into... And what I don't want to happen is now that we're doing two nights WrestleManias, is start extending each one. I don't want a six-hour show and a six-hour show. Three and a half, four, three and a half, four. Wrap it up and go home. Uh, shout out to Zach Poff in the super chat. Appreciate you, Zach. If it's going to happen, how would you book Omos versus Brock? Had Brock dominate him to keep him strong or try to build Omos as a serious big man threat? Well, I just think there's more worth in Brock than there is in Omos. I like Omos and I think he gets a hard rap, but I think where he is now is where he's always going to be simply because he is so huge. He is going to be somewhat limited. And he's better than most guys that have been his size. But I think you get Brock to go in there. He smashes him up for a bit. Brock's not going to go away. He can come back. He can do something else. Brock Lesnar can do whatever he wants now. Just keep him away from the world championship picture because we've done that and we don't need to go back. Uh, Matthew Coleman says, oh, I've lost you, Matthew. One second, please. Matthew Goodman, excuse me, says, how excited are you for the Roman Reigns Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes stare off on SmackDown? I think it's massively important. This is it, right? The first time they've gone head to head. Kathy Kelly doesn't think this is going to happen. Kathy Kelly is incorrect. That really made me laugh. So, yes, we need to make sure... I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody is pumped for this anyway, but if anyone is not pumped, this is the time to sell it as the main event. This is the time that Sami Zayn has now kind of been removed from that situation, focusing more on the Usos, depending on what Roman Reigns does on Raw, because obviously I smack down because he's coming to sort it out. But we need everyone to walk away going, man, I can't wait to see Cody versus Roman. So I think I'll be one over easily, as I usually am. But if they get it right, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, Bill O'Reilly in the Super Chat. Thank you, Bill, says, a drink low-fat protein bar for you, Simon Miller. Uh, oh, you're like, I see, right? You're going, a drink, huzzah. I thought you were going to give me a recipe. <laughs> Keep up the great work, mate. You make the products even better from a very casual wrestling fan. Bill, you have no idea how much that means to me. 
When we started doing these videos, I never thought that would be the reaction that we'd get. So now I know that people are reacting that way and some people are even keeping up to date because of I. It's a massive thumbs up. Bill, thank you so much. The Hebrew Hammer, always good to see you, my friend. What's up, Simon? Assuming Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn take the tag titles at Mania, when does Triple H bring FTR back? Are they immediately inserted into a feud with them? Well, if FTR coming back, then yes, they'll have to be pushed hard because otherwise they're not coming back. I personally don't believe they are going to come back. Uh, talking about this week in wrestling, obviously, we'll talk about... Um, actually, no, we'll talk about Revolution, the AEW pay-per-view on the second stream this week on Thursday. Um, but if FTR come back, yes, they'll be pushed big. I think they're going to be the secret team in the Casino Battle Royal match, whatever it's called, the, the, the new Battle Royal Casino ups and downs, whatever. And I think they'll go into the four-way, and I think they'll be on the pay-per-view. Now, their contracts are still up in April, so who knows what they're going to do. But yes, I will say as a headline, if FTR, Dax, and Cash go back to WWE, they won't be going back to be treated how they were before. That's why they left, to cement their legacy. And it's like what I said with the Kenny Omega video on what culture, because he's also been rumored to go to WWE. Well, no, no, not to go. Apparently, his contract's up, and WWE is interested. Let's not, you know, let's not get wires crossed here. They're just human beings at the end of the day. And I know a lot of people have certain affiliations with companies. I get that. If you grew up watching WWE from 2002, you've only ever known one company unless you really got into indie wrestling. But having AEW is good. Having Impact is good. Having Ring of Honor is good. New Japan. You need all of... Um you need all of these things. And Kenny Omega has a choice when his contract comes due. Does he want to stay in AEW? Does he want to go to WWE? It's all good for us. We get to watch all of this stuff. If he stays in AEW, there's a bunch of feuds I haven't seen. I would like to see Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega in AEW. I think you could tie that into their New Japan stuff very, very nicely and the other stuff that they've done together. But I would like to see him go through a bunch of people. If CM Punk ever came back and they could rectify their differences, I'd also want to see that. And Kenny Omega talked about that on the Ready Paquette sessions a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday check that podcast out it's very very good and while it clearly affected him emotionally it also sounds like he's being very professional with it so there's no reason why it can't happen but if he does go to wwe i get kenny omega versus seth rollins kenny omega versus kevin owens kenny omega versus Sami Zayn, kenny omega versus um roman reigns can't remember if i said that one or not kenny omega versus omos kenny omega versus brock lesnar I want to see all these matches. I just want to see good wrestlers do their thing on the stage that they decide. And if they can make a bunch of money at the same time, well, that's even better. So FTR should go where they want to go. Kenny Omega should go where they want to go. And let's not pretend when we do get people jumping ship, it doesn't get us excited. I know I drop this stat all the time, but I remember it to this day, at least from my perspective. February 14th, 2022 is when it started to become apparent that Cody Rhodes may be leaving AEW to go back to WWE. And around that same time, it was also rumored that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to have a match at WrestleMania 39. Now, both of these things came true and there was more interest in Cody Rhodes. That's because nobody saw it coming. Now, nobody saw Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back either. But because Cody was one of the founding fathers of All Elite Wrestling, it was a massive deal. So it would be the same with Kenny. And we'll get excited and we'll shout and we'll scream about it. And that's the best thing about being a fan. I don't know how we got here, but we're here now. That is the best thing about being a fan is enjoying it for these fantasy booking scenarios that come up. This is why I don't mind when people speculate. As long as when they make a video, they do a podcast, they say, hey man, I'm just fantasy booking like we all do when we get together with our friends. That's the point of being a wrestling fan. To say, well, what if Kenny Omega went here? Yes, exactly. What would we do? Would he get buried? Would he not get buried? And some people go, oh, man, it's clickbait. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this. Let's just have some fun. Wrestling is meant to be fun and goofy wrestling for life. That's a segue. Because my man Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat. Spaz, appreciate you. Thank you very much. Check out his podcast. Says, as you love the goofy stuff, I'm going to go off course, Risky. Have you seen Cocaine Bear? <laughs> <laughs> if not you should cheap plug i just reviewed it on my show as i've mixed movie content with wrestling content no i haven't seen cocaine bear but am i going to see cocaine bear yes i listened to a review of it yesterday by mark commode we'll kind of skirt over this because i know some people don't care i like cut mark commode he said it wasn't as you know ridiculous as he hoped but it was also pretty watchable and uh, elizabeth banks directed it right and i'm a big fan of her movies so I will watch Cocaine Bear, obviously. Uh, my man John in the Super Chat says, have you trademarked the name Barry Cade yet? Oh my gosh, no, but I absolutely should. Barry Cade. I'm working that into a future video, John. Don't worry, I give you props. Justice for Barry. My man Spaz is also going to a house show this weekend and the card is stacked. He's getting Charlotte versus Sonya, LA Knight versus Wyatt, uh, Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa, Drew versus Gunther, and of course the Roman Sammy title rematch. That right. It's Toronto, I believe, that show. And it was meant to be Roman and Solo taking on Kevin and Sammy, but because they haven't reunited Kevin and Sammy in the story, we're now doing the Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn rematch. Now it'll just be the same thing. They'll copy and repeat it. But I love the fact that uh, Sami Zayn is in that position. I think that's a good thing. 
And right now, I think the plans are obvious. We absolutely should roll into um, to WrestleMania with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting back together and winning the titles. We've got to the point now where people are going, it's boring. <laughs> it's too obvious. I don't want to you know, go back to all my analogies and metaphors. But when I sit down to watch a rom-com, I expect to see two people fall in love, whoever that may be. I don't expect one end of the new partnership to rip the other one's head off and crap down their neck. If that does happen, I'd turn to my girlfriend Liz and I'd be like, what movie is this? Because usually she takes me to see, to see rom-coms. I want to get to WrestleMania and I want to be satisfied. I want Cody Rhodes to win. I want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win. I want Rhea Ripley to win, which is a bit of an interesting one because she's a heel, but it's somebody, it's somebody that I like. I want Seth Rollins to beat Logan Paul and... I don't care what happens between Brock and Omos. I think the most interesting match at WrestleMania right now is Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. It's very rare that I do this, but I feel like I've booked a better, better outcome than what we're going to get. The Hurt Business teasers have gone away, which worries me because I love the Hurt Business. But what I would really enjoy is Bobby Lashley to get the Hurt Business back together. So that's MVP. It's Cedric Alexander. It's Shelton Benjamin. If you want to put Carmelo Hayes in there or whatever that has been hinted at, do it. And then Bray Wyatt finally gets his crew together. I just don't think there's enough time to do this. And who would be Wyatt's crew? Because Alexa Bliss may be in it. But I guess he could be the MVP. She could be on the outside. Uh, obviously, there's been rumors of Eric Young. There's been rumors of Bo Dallas. And we probably need somebody else, whoever that may be. But I'm not interested in Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. I'm just not. It doesn't do anything for me. I actually think they could have a decent match. They just kick the crap out of each other and not do the spooky-wooky stuff. And I like the spooky-wooky stuff. I just don't think it works with Bob. <laughs> Bob, like I know him. He's my mate. But if we tie it into a big old uh, multi-man match where more people get on the card and we make it more interesting. And I see the likes of Eric Young and Bo Dallas and whoever else coming back. And I see the Hurt Business reunite. Then I kind of get it. And then it kind of, it kind of makes more sense to me. But not in a million years when I was fantasy booking a WrestleMania card, did I ever think, uh, ever think that Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt would have a match. And I also don't know who wins then. I mean, maybe that's why this is my problem. It makes me think that when we did the Elimination Chamber finish, the DQ between Bobby and Brock Lesnar, it makes me think, well, it technically gave Lesnar, the, uh, Bobby Lashley the win so that when we get to WrestleMania, he can lose this to Bray Wyatt. But I don't think that necessarily does much for either of them. And I don't know what you do coming out the other side. I think we probably need to reveal Uncle Howdy now. I did like the Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown because if you have the time and the impetus, you can kind of sit down and and dissect these things i mean that's quite in, quite clearly intentional and you can kind of get a feel for, for where it may be heading but i do think we need to get to the point sooner rather than later now i would assume the uncle howdy stuff will be revealed at wrestlemania because why else where else would you do it if you're not gonna do it at wrestlemania then it really it really has probably jumped the shark to to, to use um uh, uh, to use a uh, what would you call it uh, an, an old-fashioned phrase so we're gonna have to wait and see but no it, it, the brock and bobby lashley directions are very very interesting and i'm hoping we've just got a plan coming out the other side which is the same for Sami Zayn, because people keep saying oh what are we going to do with Sami Zayn after wrestlemania well if he's in a tag team with kevin owens and they're the champions you have to imagine that we've got a good few months with them being the champions now it can't i, I don't think they need to be champions for long because what i would do is i would get to july especially over here money in the bank o2 arena sold out in like 10 minutes or two minutes or something ridiculous you're going to get a canadian type crowd they're going to be nuts right they're going to be going crazy we saw it clash the castle they're not going to boo Sami Zayn, or at least i don't think so that's my gut in my tum tum so i actually think you can have Sami Zayn win the champ win the money in the bank he can even still do it as a tag team champion but then kevin owens has to get in there too and that may blur the lines a little bit but I think the good thing about beating Roman and beating the Usos is because we are coming off these huge title reigns, I'm not saying, uh, what do you call it, uh, play potato or hot potato with, with the belts. I never think that works. But you probably can be a little bit less like, well, we have to build a record here. We have to have a 100, 200-day reign. I mean, maybe a 100-day reign because that's only 30, 60, 90, three months. But I think you could get Cody to SummerSlam and he could lose it to Gunther and then Cody could win it back. I've got no problem with that. And then maybe going into next year's WrestleMania, we do Seth. Uh, versus Cody or something like that. I don't think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have to hold the championships for a long time, tag-wise, if they can then go back into singles competition. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, within the next 12-month period, if we are able to split the world championships up, which should be our goal, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should each have a run. And it doesn't need to be, you know, 6, 8, 12 months. You can just do it for a little while. You don't want to do that too much either, right? You have to find the balance. But yeah, I think that... Um, I think that, that there's scope for all of this. And I think that makes WrestleMania so much more interesting because, of course, you want your full stops, you want your big bullet points, but you also make sure on that Raw that next night, what do we get? 
I'm, I'm convinced we're going to get a Jay White appearance and that's going to open the door. Maybe he can feud with Cody Rhodes because there's a story right there. And there'll be probably be some other people I haven't I haven't even thought I haven't even thought about. But that's why on paper I think WrestleMania is is super duper good. And of course we'll talk about WrestleMania uh, closer uh, closer that we get to uh, to the event. But I would be amazed if this if WWE isn't able to use this to continue to build and to continue to cement what they've done over the last year or so which has been pretty amazing because coming out the other end of the pandemic, everything is up. Attendances are up, house show, uh, you know, gates are up, merchandise is up. Obviously, you know, Roman Reigns got announced for that house show we already talked about. They sold 600 tickets. John Cena gets announced for the Boston show. They sell 2,000 tickets. It's the same with Cody Rhodes. You know, he, he's raking in money all over the place. So is Sami Zayn. So you have all these people right now. I mean, John Cena, not so much. And probably Roman Reigns because he's going to, to fall by the wayside soon because he wants to, you know, he's a Spice Girl. <laughs> and uh, that's a terrible joke. And that's why I think I get excited because it's rare to have two baby faces that are as over as Cody Rhodes and um, Sami Zayn. It's a problem that WWE had for a long ass time when they were trying to push Roman Reigns until it all clicked when he came back in 2021, 22, whenever the, whenever the hell it was as the tribal chief teamed up with Paul Heyman. The rest is history. But now if we can utilize these two people and maybe even try to move Kevin Owens into that position, then you can start telling these stories all over the place. We don't need to have an amazing long-term angle for everyone. I think you always do need to have a story and you need to have a point. But not everyone has to be involved in something like the bloodline because then the bloodline storylines don't mean as much. However, if we can the bloodline stuff has to come to an end eventually. It just does. If it's still going on in 2027, you're going to have an NWO problem. That's going to suck. So right now we should be planning, well, who's going to be involved in the next one? And how do we use this? And the fact that it has established Sami Zayn as a bigger player means you can probably do it with him. Cody Rhodes has proved it too. So why can't we do Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn at one point? You probably could. We did it with Hogan versus Warrior in a time when face versus face matches was even more bizarre. They're less bizarre today because we've done so many of them. And when you have all that on paper, that's why I think WrestleMania is, um, is such a big deal this year. I think they really could use it as, as well as an end point, also as a jumping off point, to hopefully, usually they have a lull period after WrestleMania. And I'm sure they'll still have that, but I actually think this year they may be able to balance it better. And that's why I get pumped. Hebrew Hammer in the super chat. Thank you, Hebrew, for, for uh, supporting the podcast. Um, why wouldn't WWE pay off the Lesnar-Lashley feud in Hell in a Cell at Mania, regardless of Balor and Edge participating in one two? Having one on each night with two very different style matches would be sick. I don't like repeating stipulation matches that closely together, although I, I think it's a great idea in terms of what you're saying. But I think the second one will always suffer. It just does. It's the law of diminishing returns. But I do totally agree with you. Given what we did at the Elimination Chamber, surely it must have been Brock versus Bobby at one point, which is why I kind of buy into the fact, tying it into the title, that maybe just maybe Vince McMahon did have a, did have a hand in this, and that's why it changed. But again, did I need to see Bobby versus Brock again? Not necessarily. Would I ever had just one of them win? Yes. I don't think it affects them. It's Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. They're two, um, they're two massive beasts. And I do hope that Finn Balor versus Edge is in the Hell in the Cell. That's just a great way to end the feud. And it makes sense. You want to keep the Judgment Day out, who have been making Adam Copeland's life um, a living hell, well, from day one, essentially. Joined them and it all went bad. My man Spaz says, thoughts on the Joker gear for Seth Rollins' match at Mania. He can do the dancing on the steps, things from Joker in a really dramatic over-the-top entrance. I think you've nailed it, my friend. I'm pretty sure if somebody internally is listening to this, which they don't for the record, or maybe they do, I don't know. No one's ever told me. This, I think we are going to do that. And I think he should do that. And I'm really excited for Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. I ain't no Logan Paul fan, but you've got to call a spade a spade. And he's a really good pro wrestler. <laughs> Like he really is. I think he got the third in Rookie of the Year. I think it was Hook, Brom Breaker, and then him. And given that the other two are, you know, training all the time, you've got to give it up to the guy. And Seth Rollins, to me, is one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world when it comes to in-ring. I think that could steal the show in terms of match quality. It may even get five stars and have the internet melt down. My man, Zach, in the Super Chat, thank you, my friend, says, slightly biased because he is my favorite ever. Another Seth Rollins question. But when do you see Seth Rollins back in the title picture? He feels criminally underrated, and I feel he deserves to main event 40 for the belt. Well, you potentially could do that between Cody and uh, Seth. Absolutely, right? There's potential to do that. But another idea that I had was... I don't know if Seth Rollins can fit himself into the into the world title picture post-WrestleMania. I would have him go up against, depending on what we do with Drew versus Gunther, which I also think is going to be a great match. But I would have Seth Rollins go after Gunther, 
do a big program. Seth Rollins beats Gunther. Gunther then decides to go for the world championship. He wins that. I don't know what the time frame for this is. That's up for somebody else to decide. And then Seth Rollins eventually loses the IC belt, but we move him back into the title picture. And then he beats Gunther for the belt. And we kind of do it that way. Because then you're absolutely going to establish Gunther as an end-of-level boss. You can re-establish Seth Rollins as a mega super babyface if he's chopping down the big giant. So that's a way that I potentially could do it. But I have a feeling at WrestleMania 40, it may be Cody versus Seth again. We will see. I'm all right with it. My man Dan says in the super chat, thank you so much, Dan. I'm excited for WrestleMania for the first time in years. So many things can happen, and I love how I don't know 100% what that could be. I tell you, man, that kind of feeling, I think, is resonating throughout the wrestling community right now. Now, there's pros and cons to this. If WWE able to live up to that and restore your trust, you're going to keep watching Raw, SmackDown, other premium live events. If they don't, though, you're going to be disappointed. And that's why they've got to make sure they have their plans and they stick to them. Because that way, even if they don't work out, at least it was a story that they wanted to tell. There's a problem with Vince McMahon. Used to rip up script. Doesn't work. We need long-time storytelling. That's another reason people are so pumped for this WrestleMania. Because we get the culmination of two. But they've split over a couple of nights. It's smart. It's genius. And it's thought out. And shout out to my man, The Watcher, who I hope is watching, obviously, from Perth, Western Australia. And you always get a shake of the head when that happens. How are people in Australia watching me right now? That is a humbling moment. So thank you very much. Are there any wrestlers who you think would benefit from a change of company? Thank you for everything. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching. Well, right now, Miro, I suppose, just because we don't see him, although we don't know the reasons. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin a lot. I think he's a utility player. And I think you can fit him in anywhere on the card. But right now, his gimmick is he gets interrupted by people. Now, everyone gets in wrestling gets interrupted. But we are making sure we make a point of it with him. And now that JBL is gone, I don't know whether it's worth giving him some of his old NXT tendencies back and just making him a badass. I am perfectly cool with Gunther, uh, Gunther with um, Baron Corbin winning an IC title at United States Championship and being a badass. Like, I've met Baron Corbin. He's massive. <laughs> like, he's really big, and you can sell that. Like, he's big even for WWE. He's bigger than you realize. I also think he's a good heel. I think that he knows how to piss people off. I know not everybody likes him, but that's always going to be the same with wrestlers. You can't like everyone. Now, I'm not saying he should change company and go to AEW. I think he's more suited to WWE. But a change of character, a change of personality, a change of approach, yes, I think he, he probably wants to do that too, and it's out of his hands. But the good news is he's still being featured, so hopefully um, hopefully that does, uh, that, that, that does move somewhere. Otherwise, who would... I mean, you could argue that Chad Gable probably would be utilized better in AEW, but they have such a large roster. Um, I like to see Keith Lee back on WWE, just because, again, the large roster, and we'd like to use more. Swerve, too, but I think Swerve's about to explode in AEW, so that would rock. Who else from WWE would probably benefit from jumping to AEW? I mean, there'll be someone. I'm not, I'm, I'm not thinking about them. Someone that's just massively underutilized. Um, but, but, but again, as we talked about earlier, I think it works both ways. If so, Whoever, no matter where you are on the card, if you make the jump and you do it at the right time, a la Cody Rhodes, you're all of a sudden going to feel like a bigger star. That's just how wrestling works. I don't know why, but you're able to refresh your presentation because you have come from the other place. We put a greater... Uh, the word i'm looking for but greater stock on it so it's true like, even if all of a sudden otis and i love otis and i love the maximum male models don't say anything else but even if otis all of a sudden you know went across it would get buzzed because it's somebody jumping and ever since the wcw days and before that you know that's what um that's what we've all loved so i'm very excited about dynamite this week as well because man they are going all out not only do they have that casino uh, battle royal to see who's going into the four-way we're also getting the face of the revolution ladder match. Let me get up the people that's in it. Face of, there we go. Face of the revolution ladder match. Um, this came out of nowhere too. So clearly they're, you know, they're trying to get people interested before revolution. We've got Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs, Action Andretti, Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara, Commander, making his debut. He's brilliant Commander too. Ortiz and AR Fox. Now, a lot of those names are random. We can't argue with that. But I believe MGF will beat Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Still happens. At the pay-per-view. We can call it pay-per-view. You know, both are pay-per-views. You need another person ready to go for MJF. Now, the two on that list that stand out to me, I'd love it to be Powerhouse Hobbs. It's not going to be. That doesn't work. Hill versus Hill dynamic. Same with Sammy Guevara. It doesn't work. So the two that stand out for me are Takeshita and Eddie Kingston. It's too soon for Action Andretti as much as I like him. Commander's just coming in. You're not going to do it. Ortiz rocks. You're not going to do it. AR Fox, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it, right? 
So Eddie Kingston and Takeshita. Now, the reason I wouldn't do Takeshita is I don't think anyone believes that he's going to be able to beat MGF because those two have already tangled. However, there is a story there, so that's exciting. When it comes to Eddie Kingston, that's the one for me. Who doesn't want to see Eddie Kingston versus MJF? In many ways, I think Eddie Kingston should be the guy to beat MJF for the title. But the promos are going to be awesome. The standoffs are going to be awesome. The way they talk to each other is going to be awesome. And the matches are going to be awesome. Now, I worry this would be a TV match. I'd rather it was a pay-per-view match. But if we're establishing it now, I don't think you're going to get all the way to full gear or double or nothing, whatever the hell the next one is. So I'm excited now. And I know that Eddie Kingston has also got the Claudio Castagnoli program, I think, on Ring of Honor. That may be a slight spoiler. I apologize. Oh, small note as well. People have asked for Ring of Honor ups and downs, right? So you're getting it. But if it goes away, it means you didn't watch it. <laughs> so it's on you. It was the same with NXT, and it was the same with Retro Ups and Downs. You didn't watch it enough. <laughs> it, got, it got punished. But I'm pretty pumped about that. I think it's going to be good. And we're going to have a Brian MGF uh, promo off. Sort of another kind of uh, a chat segment between those two to sell the fact that we are, uh, we, we are getting that match. And also it's Chris Jericho versus Peter Avalon. I'm very excited about it. I can't help myself. Goofy wrestling for life. Shout out to Spaz Phoenix, the super chat, who says intergender Firefly Funhouse match. Wyatt, Alexa, Eric Young, and Nikki Cross versus Gargano, Dexter, Indian Candice. I wouldn't hate it. I tell you, I wouldn't hate it at all. In fact, I'd actually be quite cool with it, but sadly, it's not going to happen. And my man Zach says, pick for when and who dethrones MJF as AEW champ. I think it'll be the last pay-per-view of the year, which is full gear. I think it's full gear. I get confused. And I've got it down to a few people. I think it's going to be the Kenny Omega. I know it sounds weird, but I can feel it. I think it's either going to be a Jungle Boy or I think it's going to be a Ricky Starks. Depends what kind of direction you want to go in. Eddie Kingston would have been there too, but now I'm convinced we're going to do the program now, so it won't be him. But the Ricky Starks things make sense if he beats Chris Jericho at Revolution and just wins and wins and wins and wins and wins. And then he can go back for round two and win, and that'd be a nice little story. Uh, Jungle Boy, if you really want to pull the trigger, because we're talking about the pillars, I don't see why you can't do that as long as you build Jungle Boy in the right way. And he probably is going to beat Christian at the pay-per-view too. And then... You know, eventually the trio's thing with the elite will, will just come to its natural conclusion. The Young Bucks will go back to the tag team division. And then Kenny Omega should be pushed as a massive star again. And when he was the champion, he was a heel. So you could do it again as a face. And I'd love to see all of that. I think Kenny Omega and MGF has a really interesting dynamic. So I'm going to say Kenny Omega at full gear. And when I'm completely wrong, don't get mad at me. Although, as somebody has just said too, why can't MGF lose it and win it a couple of times throughout the year? He certainly can because, again, everybody else has kind of been on these year-long title reigns. And you don't always want to do the same thing. Although, I guess you could argue that the CM Punk stuff was, um, was kind of like that, but that wasn't really part of the plan. Everyone's talking about CM Punk again, obviously. He keeps posting things and people keep chatting about it. My opinion is never going to change. It kind of ties into the Omega stuff we were talking about. CM Punk should do whatever he wants to do. Tony Khan should do whatever he wants to do. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega should do whatever they want to do. If they're able to get back in the room and sort it out, awesome. I like CM Punk as a fan. I'd like to see him do more matches. And if they can't, they can't. It'd be a massive shame. But I think sometimes we forget about the mental side of professional wrestling. But I'd love Punk to come back. You know, no one's getting any younger. I think he helps. But I want everyone to be in a good place, first and foremost. Like, even though it's resting and it's great and we love it, you still don't want people suffering, suffering through anything. So... So, yeah. Uh, talking about just some new stuff as well. Chris Jericho said in an interview with Sports Keeder, I believe. Let me just double check that. I want to give the right, uh, the right shout out to people. So it was Daily Star, not Sports Keeder. I don't know where I got that from. That he sees himself retiring at AEW. Now, that means nothing when it comes to wrestling, but I can see that. You know, he is an absolute pivotal part of that company, which I think a lot of people forget. Without Chris Jericho, I don't know if AEW are where they are today. He was the first proper star on the show. So, not proper star, but, you know, recognizable star that had been on national TV before. So, I think he will go into the WWE Hall of Fame. I think he will have a Royal Rumble uh, surprise entrance at one point. But yeah, he'll probably wrap up his main career in AEW. And I think that's awesome. He's done it all. What has Chris Jericho not done, right? And when he did the pen thing on last week's Dynamite, I got a kick out of it. That annoyed some people too. <laughs> people get so mad. Uh, did we mention that The Miz is the host of WrestleMania? I don't know. But I think that will be fun. The Miz knows what he's doing. Uh, the clip, I don't know if it's a new clip or an old clip, but the story about The Miz getting kicked out of the locker room because he ate chicken over Chris Benoit's bag circulated recently. And when you go through the uh, bullying, let's call it what it is, that The Miz went through to get where he is today, where he is a WWE lifer, has a job until he wants one, is so reliable, is so good at what he does, and just gets better all the time. I think it's a wonderful story, and I do. And I know he rubs people up the wrong way. You can hear other wrestlers, his peers, his cohorts talking about it. But watching him do his thing, I think it's inspiring. I think it's motivating. And long may it continue. And I think it should inspire us all to prove that you can 
um, you know, get through muddy times or get through difficult times and come out the other side. I mean, who wouldn't want the Miz's career? He's won the WWE Championship. He's grand, a two-times Grand Slam champion. He's made a event at WrestleMania. He's taken on everyone. The Rock, CM Punk, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. And oh, he has literally done it all. There's nothing that he won't have done when his career comes to an end, which is crazy to think that he was judged, I suppose, because he came from the real world. People are like, he's not a real wrestler. He hasn't paid his dues. Well, we don't, you don't know who people pay their dues in many different ways, but he certainly paid them then. So I love that story. And if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. I'll also say as well, uh, if you do have a question to ask, make sure you throw it in the chat right now. We'll get to a few. Obviously, if you drop a super chat, we'll 100%, uh, 100% get to those. And otherwise, I think that's kind of all the news. No one's massively talking about anything other than obviously Trish Stratus coming back on, on Monday Night Raw that I thought was fun. And yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think it has to be Trish Stratus versus Bailey because Bailey did an interview the other day where she said it was really hard missing the last few WrestleManias as it would be. Like, if there's any kind of big event, I want to be a part of it. We all have that kind of an ego. And that's not bad, is it? To take on Trish Stratus, who is widely, widely considered a, a legend. So I kind of hope that does happen. I think that's a cool match. And I think when you start, uh, when you start going through the the card for wrestlemania that's a good balance of legends or outside talent again seth Rollins versus logan paul is interesting having lead to with becky lynch doesn't really take a spot you can argue that either way and then trish versus um trish versus uh bailey i think is a really really cool match i think bailey probably wins i don't see why you would need trish stratus to win that thing although i also think ronda rouser and shaney bates shaney shaney baser are going to win the tag titles so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. We'll talk about wrestling. We need to see it play out a little bit. Who else is on there? I think Stone Cold and Steve Austin and The Rock will probably be there. Not in matches, but they'll do something. Although they may hold off to WrestleMania 42. Uh, 40, sorry. Because then it will be, it will be more, more impactful. Uh, Mr. Rizzo in the Super Chat has a question. He says, oh, that's what happened to Retro Ups and Downs. I missed them. Bulldog versus Bret Hart SummerSlam 92 for the Golden Up Simon. I mean, absolutely. Especially it was like one of the, for a UK crowd, it was amazing. But no, for everyone that always asks, look, I get sent a list from What Culture and I'm happy to do my job. I'm happy to do whatever they ask of me. I genuinely mean that. But yeah, the problem with Retro Ups and Downs is that sadly, not enough people were watching them. And it's like any kind of a business, we have to put out content that people are going to watch. It was the same with NXT. And I'm hoping it's not going to be the same with Ring of Honor. Like, you know, the videos have to be supported. Not that you're under any obligation to. We also have to make you want to watch them. It's like a wrestling storyline. But yes, I'm happy to do retro ups and downs. I'm happy to do NXT ups and downs. But I also understand that, you know, we've got to do what's right for the business. And, you know, what culture have always been very good with that. We have open conversations and everyone is working damn hard. That's the only thing I don't like. You don't have to agree with us. You don't have to like us. You don't have to watch us. But I don't like it when people call us lazy because I know myself and I know what everybody else does there. It is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, an operation. And it doesn't mean that it's good, but it does mean that people are busting their ass. My man Spaz is always being a super good guy who says, uh, still pulling for you to come for fight to Destiny in here in Canada. Their next card has Fandango, Trent Seven, Devon and his sons, and interim champ Steve Macklin is on it. Well, that's absolutely that's flipping amazing. I mean, of course, look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If any kind of um, uh, promotion wants to book me and I can get there and we can sort something out, I'll be there. That's what I want to do now. And I can't talk about it too much yet because we need to dot some I's and cross some T's. But if you are going to WrestleMania and you enjoy the WrestleMania weekend when we go to different shows, please keep an eye on my Instagram and Twitter, cheap plug at Simon316, and my Patreon, patreon.com for Simon316. Again, throw me a dollar, help support the podcast, don't earn any money from it. I'm just going to tell you these days why I beat around the bush or try and be fancy with our words. I'm hoping to have a few matches over WrestleMania weekend. When I say a few, I mean like approach it like an independent pro wrestler. So if you are in LA and you'd love to come support me, that means the world to me. So, yeah, we'll leave it there for now, but we'll throw it out there, and thank you very much. And uh, Spaz also has noted his WWE pillars at the moment, which is LA Knight, The Miz, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller. <laughs> You're going to wind people up, bro. People are going to get mad at that. <laughs> get so mad. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hogan versus Warrior from WrestleMania 6? Incredible. Um, well, I loved it when I was a kid. It's difficult to talk about now because of their controversies, but let's talk about it as openly as we can. I was more of a warrior guy than I was a Hogan guy. So when he won, it was incredible. It felt like a big deal. I always thought Hogan giving him the belt was a passing of the torch moment, even though Hulk has, has come back against that. Um, 
but it was one of the first matches when I was super duper young that I got into. Because again, it was face versus face, good guy versus good guy. Hulk Hogan doesn't win, uh, doesn't lose. But Hulk, you know, Ultimate Warrior has to win. Both belts are on the line. I think in many ways, just to, you know, appease the WWE powers that be, it was the first time it kind of connected all the sports entertainment dots. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And if you go back and watch it in the context it was presented in as a spectacle, I still think that to be the case. But of course, both guys are super controversial. We can't help that. It's a massive shame. Uh, the Watcher in the Super Chat. Thank you, The Watcher. Thanks for watching too. Says, who do you think will be the next leader of the Bullet Club? Also, why do you think they have made a big effort to bring Bullet Club to AEW? Why do you think they haven't, I suppose? Well, I saw the angle with... Um, oh, his name has escaped me. Fit Finley's kid. How can I not remember his name? I literally watched his whole match. I'm an idiot. Where he beat up Jay White. And Jay White kind of assumed that role from a similar position. So I like that idea now. So if the Bullet Club is going to continue to be a force, which you'd imagine it would be, I would go in that direction. I think sometimes that's really important. That's how we build a new star. So if Finley is the new guy that we want to build up, yes, put in there. At first, you'd be like, oh man, that doesn't make any sense. But while you could put a, just a random one, Suzuki, doesn't make sense, I know. But as the leader of the Bullet Club, it's not going to help him. Whereas giving it to Finley is absolutely going to help him because he needs that jump up and he's ready for it too. So I hope they do something like that. Like give it to a... Uh, a young up-and-comer foreigner who's already proven it and busted his ass. I suppose you could argue that Finn Balor was in that position. AJ Styles is kind of a different argument. Um, but Jay White, abs Jay White absolutely was. We knew he was good, and he used that to get to the next level. So we should do that with Finley too. And I think that would absolutely rock. And I think they're probably going to do something like that, or at least it certainly felt that way. Uh, Mecca Tamago, which is an incredible name in the super chat. Thank you, my friend. Hello, Simon. If you were ever called up by AEW or WWE, we're living the dream now. What gimmick would you bring? Would you create a new one? Love you. You are my gym inspiration. Man, that means a lot too. Thank you. Not in my wildest dreams did I ever think anyone would say that. Dave Finley. There it is. Stupid brain. I literally watched him like 10 days ago. Whatever it is. Um... Look, the way I, if I ever get in with AEW or WWE, I'll do whatever the hell they want, right? This probably sounds silly, but as far as I'm concerned, that's a huge success. And it must tie into something that you've done or a talent that you have, or you can offer something that they need. And I like to be a company guy. I think we kind of just touched on this a minute ago. So if they wanted me to be super babyface Simon Miller, I'd do it. If they wanted me to be the moneymaker, which is my heel character in UPW, I'd do it. If they wanted me to be an idiot, I'd do it. If they wanted me to be Repo Man, I'd do it. Doink the Clown. I'd just do it to the best of my ability. Now, you know, there are certain things I'd want to do and certain things I'd prefer to do. But I think sometimes you have to accept them, present and understand the opportunity that awaits you and just give it as best as you've got. And that's dream territory. I always say this. No matter what you think about any kind of individual, just imagine their face, their feelings, their reaction when that contract comes through and it says AEW at the top or it says WCW at the top. WCW? WWE at the top. It's because I was listening to that Chris Jericho-Lance Storm conversation the other day when they were talking about contracts and I was just thinking about it. And Jericho tells an amazing story about how he definitely saw a fake WCW contract with the proper logo on top of it. He's like, I don't think they'd put the proper logo. It'd probably just be on uh, be tech. So these days, I think WWE does have the proper logo but you know all the bumps you've taken the trials the tribulations the road trips the opponents the injuries you know to finally be told oh we're going to bring you up to a super big level same with new japan same with impact wrestling same with ring of honor of course i think we're just that in itself is such a huge achievement that whatever comes next of course you want to apply yourself and you want to take steps forward and you want to be the world champion otherwise why are you here brother but there is something in that so yeah I, I, i'll do whatever gimmick they want to the to the to the best of my ability that's, that's just what I'll say. Also, if you are, if you have stumbled across this video, if you could drop me a like right now, that would rock and a subscribe. That would rock too. because uh, it, it helps the channel. It helps us get us rocking and rolling again uh, when it comes to the whole YouTube stuff. So I would massively appreciate that. And again, if you've got any questions to ask in the last 10 minutes or so of the show, you can throw them in the chat to the right. Let's see what else is going on um, on Dynamite this weekend. Because I'm pretty sure they have an absolutely crazy show. And there's one match I'm forgetting about. I knew that I'm forgetting about it because I remember seeing it and going, really? They're, do they're doing that? Oh, man. I pressed the wrong button. Have I gone to the wrong place? I've absolutely gone to the wrong place. That's like a dynamite from a year ago. <laughs> Everyone is still so mad about the, um, uh, the what do you call it? The Tony Khan announcement from the other week. I don't know what people expect. I thought it was a cool announcement. I know if I was, uh, if I was teaming with 
who they with? Uh, TBS TNT, and they wanted to put more programming that I'm going to make on their, you know, on their on their on their channel. I'd be like, well, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I think this is probably going to pay off quite well. So I thought it was a good announcement. I think Adam Cole handled it wonderfully, um, and I don't mind a promoter promoting their stuff. I think sometimes we need to temper our own expectations. I know we all want gangbusters all the time. But I don't think it's going to happen. So, yes, we talk about the race to face the revolution Matt ladder match. The teams are in for the Casino Battle Royal. A lot of these are the same people as last week, but I suppose that makes sense. Round two. Penta and Ray Phoenix, the Butcher and the Blade, closing their shop early. Claudio Castagnoli and Wheelie Utah, Rush and Preston Vance. Dante Martin and Darius Martin, top flight Aussie Open. I'm glad Aussie Open are back. They're so good. Good guys, too. Matt Menard and Angela Parker, the best dudes. Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor, the best friends. The Dark Order. And we've also got Ring of Honor's Mac Taven and Mike Bennett in there and a mystery team should be FTR. We're also doing Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, which I think is going to be a battle of laughs because you can never go wrong with uh, Little versus Large. And we have Hook versus Matt Hardy for the FTW Championship. Now, I do think the whole thing with Hook getting suspended for no time whatsoever and coming back was a bit much. But if you've been paying attention to the Ethan Page story on Revolution or Dark, whichever, whatever it's Evolution, Dark, blah, blah, blah. That could be really fun and really interesting. So I look forward to that. As I will look forward to um, Tony Storm versus Rio. Rio is back. Anytime Rio is back, she does ratings. People love her. People go crazy for her. So I think that's going to be pretty damn good. And shout out to my man, Sean, as well, who amazingly has been a member of my YouTube channel for such a damn long time. Just put a bunch of hearts in there. Sean, no, I'm taking those hearts and I'm sending them back to you warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And QPR Forever, who's also a good dude, says, hey, Simon, after a very tough week of bad news, your videos helped. Thank you. Opinion on Robbie X. Man, I don't mean to stall proceedings. My man, QPR, that is just the loveliest thing to hear. Because I've said this to a few people and we do talk about it. Sometimes you get into a bit of a routine with making videos, as you have to do, because you've got like a schedule to keep. But to know that you watch my videos and it picked you up in any way, that's humbling, bro. So thank you so much. And more importantly, I hope you're okay. And I hope whatever bad news that it is, you're able to move forward or take some time for yourself and process it. You know, whatever you need, right? We're human beings and sometimes we need that time. My opinion on Robbie X is that he is fantastic. Now, for people that are watching that may not know who Robbie X is, he is an independent wrestling star over here in um in uh, in england pretty sure he just took on will osprey at the one pw show i think he did that but i'm not sure i haven't, I haven't watched that i haven't seen the highlights yet but i have seen him at progress wrestling where i am a wrestler and host and yeah i mean the dude can do anything he's i haven't had any massive conversations with him but he comes across as a super nice dude but yeah his agility his pace his speed some of the moves he does are absolutely i mean i'm terrified everybody every time i watch him calls himself speed star for a reason you can't walk around and call yourself speed star unless you're going to go 100 miles an hour so um yeah absolutely he's, he's incredible and i wouldn't be surprised if he is in one of the bigger companies sooner rather than later because if you want that kind of a match you know he'd be he'd be right up there for you uh, some people wanted me to talk about the whole ariel hawani and tony khan stuff i don't think we need to talk about that it is what it is i don't know what's going on as long as who knows right who it, it's it's one of those situations that seems it doesn't just come up in wrestling it comes up in combat sports and sports a lot i shrug my shoulders and again i like both guys i love tony khan i love ariel hawani i enjoy their content i enjoy tony khan's wrestling promotion that's the only way i need to see it i don't always need to feel like i need to stick my oar in <laughs> as somebody uh as somebody put it. Uh, somebody also asked, do you think they'll start showing fans who don't know about Io Shirai, how much of a badass she is? She was a monster in NXT, top five in WWE, and now dot, dot, dot. I mean, again, I think it's just the curse of the women's tag team titles. Like, I like the fact we have women's tag team titles, but they do, they get lost. They, they, they got lost before, they got lost again, and eventually they did get lost with damage control. I mean, I can't even tell you what their last feud was, and then the Becky Lynch-Lita match comes out of nowhere. But, you know, Becky Lynch is a megastar, Lita is a Hall of Famer, they're going to have a huge match at WrestleMania, so we should use that once again as a lifting off point and just make sure we've got stories planned there's enough women to do teams with it looks like chelsea green and carmella may be a team so they can be inserted into that too and um, there'll be other people i'm not thinking of candice LeRae and nikki cross i suppose could also be a team maybe that's why we're doing it but you know there is we've got, we've got three hours of raw for one so the more we can utilize the championships and utilize the tools we do have i think that uh, i think that would be for the best but 
I mean, maybe it's better we break them up. I don't know. Maybe Ishara and Dakota Kai would be better as singles people. I don't know. Uh, I really hope they establish some new stars of the White Six, maybe from NXT, but I hope it doesn't turn out to be terrible. I mean, we don't even know if Bray Wyatt's going to have a new group. It's all speculation at this point. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. If someone busted in here right now and said, Simon, tell me about Bray Wyatt and his stories, they'd be like, you may as well just shoot me. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. doesn't mean it's not intriguing. And not everything has to make perfect sense straight away. But maybe a little bit of clarity at some point would be good. Right? <laughs> I shrugged my shoulders. Oh, dear. And somebody has talked about the AEW announcement and said maybe Tony Khan should have just done a press release instead of making an announcement. Uh, it was the whole Christian Cage thing again. Less is more. Well, I actually disagree with you, my friend. I think he's a promoter. And I think he has to promote his product. I did think Christian Cage was a massive deal. Uh, and in many ways, I didn't necessarily think this was the big deal that people thought it was going to be. But again, from a business perspective, and we're all going crazy about ratings all the time, having a reality show on TNT slash TBS is a big deal. And it means that Dynamite isn't going anywhere. I'm not, you're not doing this, my man. But people on the internet are doing it all the time. And those people should look at it and go, wow. But they don't. And that's the issue. Just remember, anytime a wrestling promoter or any kind of promoter says something amazing is coming, just shrug your shoulders and wait and be excited. That's okay. It's good to be excited. Sometimes the excited part is actually better than the reveal part. So revel in the excited part. Shout out to my man Dean Sheets in the super chat as well. He says, honestly, thank you for your positive takes on everything, especially with all the negativity out there. Dean, my man, thank you for throwing me a positive message as well because there are enough negative takes out there and i don't hold that against anybody as long as they've got a smile on their face but i watch let me, let's add it up right three hours of raw two hours of smackdown two hours of dynamite three six seven one nine ten hours rampage right that wasn't good master tool <laughs> three four five six seven eight hours with a pay-per-view it's over 10 hours a week of wrestling now i'm blessed to do this what an amazing job i have i'm very very lucky i work hard but i know how lucky i am I don't want to sit there and go and, and, and overanalyze it. Like, you know, the Miz TV segment today, I did give it a down, just I thought it was a bit long and a bit labored and it felt like the same kind of thing. It didn't really get me more excited about Logan Paul versus, um, the, uh, versus uh, Seth Rollins. But I more did that just to try and keep ups and downs a bit balanced. And I always want to be transparent. And when it was done, I was like, well, I didn't really like that. So I'm not going to give it up for the sake of it, but it was fine. It was a 15 minute segment on a three hour show. The Miz is good in his role. Seth Rollins is great as this madman. I like the fact that he used, his he used Miz's phone. He used Miz's face. <laughs> it was unnecessary that he curb stomped him. If I was just watching that, not from an analytical point of view, I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, but I expect it on a show that goes 180 minutes. And I'll always watch wrestling like that because we all have real problems and wrestling is there to have fun. Again, doesn't mean that we can't have a fun concept like ups and downs and every now and then give a down out there for some parity, which is also crucial but ultimately, it's wrestling. It's people running around in their pants, and we shouldn't take it too seriously. Uh, somebody says they just want WrestleMania to be three hours each day, and that's it. I couldn't argue with you. We have the worst question of all time of all the What Culture staff. Who would you give a stink face to, and who would you take a stink face from? It's rare that I do this. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I don't want to. And I don't want to give a stink face to anyone, and I don't want to take a stink face from anyone. Do you remember when he gave, uh, Rikishi gave it to Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig? And Kurt Hagen put a towel on his face and somehow that acted like a shield. I mean, sure, you don't get like the sweaty side of his ass, but it's still an ass in your face. I'd have to wash my face for a, for a week. <laughs> so, wrestling is so weird. Bronco Buster, I'm going to take my groin and hurl it into your face. Stink face, I'm going to put my naked ass into your face. There'll be other ones too that I'm not even thinking about right now. Spam the chat if you're here. Spam the chat with the most ridiculous moves where when you break it down as if wrestling was like legit, you would say to that wrestler, did you really think this was going to be a benefit? Like the honky tonk man. I know I talk about this all the time. The honky tonk man decided I can be successful if I pretend to be Elvis. He should be in a loony bin. <laughs> Shouldn't say loony bin. That's unfair. I take it back. I said it for effect. That's a weird way. That's a weird way to think. Uh, and someone, I always, always want to shout out things like this because I think it's so kind. Uh, you always do such an amazing job with ups and downs. We have such a blast. Your personality definitely brings it to life. I'll share something with you as you are here as we, we start to wrap up. That will always put a smile on my face because I hold myself to somewhat of a standard. And sometimes I watch it back. I'm like, that's not fun. That's not entertaining. There's no worth there. And that's just me being an idiot, right? But it's, uh, it, it's good to hear. So thank you very much. The moves are coming in now. The people's elbow, perfect example. And don't forget, it got so popular that everyone looked around and went, oh, I guess this has to be your finisher now. Do you remember being a wrestler and being told that, can I lose to the rock bottom? No, you've got to lose to the people's elbow. Really? Yes. He beat Triple H with it. 
of all things. But that's why wrestling is about atmosphere and environment and character and personality. You can get anything over. Somebody else has put the nasty boys, pity city. Very true. I mean, that was the... <laughs> put armpit in someone's face pretty much anything the bushwhackers did but man did i love them and uh john has also mentioned matt hardy said something about rikishi making sure to have showered if he liked you and hardy was happy he liked him oh can you imagine rikishi doesn't like you and he puts his sweaty dirty ass right in your face you know what that's a good time to stop isn't it <laughs> that's that's how i want this week's podcast to end i wanted to end with the sight of all of us of not being friends with rikishi and you go into the ring knowing that you have to do the stink face spot and Rikishi hasn't had a shout that day. Also, shout out to Mr. Socko who also got in there and shout out to someone who said the surprise roll-up. The most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. I like a surprise roll-up. That's the trick with all that. It's funny because it works all the time. Also, probably the most effective move in all of wrestling. Thank you so much for joining me today. Be it on YouTube. Please do subscribe. Search for Simon Miller. And uh, on the podcast too, make sure you do the same thing. Leave comments, likes. Again, if you want to support all my content, it's patreon.com for Simon316. Complete transparency. I don't earn a lot from doing this, which is why, um, you know, I ask for this kind of stuff. But you don't have to give it to me. It's totally up to you. You have to make sure you balance your finances. Uh, if you want to do something free, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. I've mentioned subscribing to my YouTube channel. I do cameo, personalized videos. Just search for my name. And yeah, Pro Wrestling tees.com forward slash simon316 or in this very video and i make sure it's on the podcast link too i have fitness tees the fitness palace of love with samson athletics thank you to them and you can check all of this out and i will finish with my man sean who has jumped in the super chat it's very kind of you sean i know how much you support anyway who says thank you simon you and the what culture are my go-to to help me keep up with my passion for wrestling and my busy schedule keep up the amazing work and the positivity sean Keep up being you. Keep up being nice to people. It means the world to me. That means when I sit down to mash out you know, a bunch of other videos, that's where I get my inspiration and that's where I get my motivation from, from nice comments like that. So thank you all for stopping by. We will be back on Thursday where we shall get into AEW Revolution and we will decide what's going to happen there. Remember, in probably around about a fortnight, you don't know what's over there, badass podcast set up. We have a table. All the things you've seen before, but it's going to be nice. Then we get rid of this stupid background, but it is what it is. Right now, it's all about the content. Take care of yourself. Keep enjoying wrestling. Goofy wrestling for life. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.